The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? Sometimes we do, and sometimes we don't. But today, we will, because it's a Thursday on the Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And The Blitz is on for a Thursday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe. With me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Rabel, the Voldemort. If you want to get in today, 713 780 ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message, Aaron will read it. There's Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can text the show, you know the number for that. Or you can uh, watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And it's a Thursday, I hope everybody's having a great day. It's a beautiful day outside. Hoffman's going to be gone for a while after this, so he should be in a good mood. Uh, and we'll be in Beaumont tomorrow. Oh, yeah, baby. Getting drunk for my birthday. Yeah, good for you. Happy birthday. Uh, it's uh, I'm, it's not happy anymore. Why? There, because there's too many of them. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, I'm still technically mid-50s, but now I'm, getting, I'm about to be late-50s next year. So that's not good. I'm, Are you fifty six this year? I will be fifty six tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Next year. Next year is late fifties. Yeah. Uh, you can't really say oh, I'm only mid fifties. That's not Ugh. bad. Because once you get the late fifties, now you're really close to sixty. You can say the early late fifties though. It, yeah, but that's up until like uh, you can only say that for one year at fifty seven. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Then then there's I'm in the early late fifties, <laughs> and then after that it's just because uh, then before you know it you're sixty, and then you're dead. I mean it's uh. You know, it's not really a cause for celebration, but I plan on drinking anyway because that's what I do. Um, man, I don't know if you saw James Click's comments today about uh, one Justine Verlander. I did, and I'm taking it with many, many, many grains of salt. I'm taking it with a whole Morton's can. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Let's just start with that. Um and How much you, salt is in the ocean, Fred? Um, That's the salt I'm taking it with. Okay. All the salt. Like which ocean? Like all of them? The well, you know, I've always wondered why we name different oceans. They all connect. Yeah. Like it's all the same water technically. Pretty much, it just kind of moves around. You got a, you got an Atlantic and a Pacific and yeah, an but, Indian and a yeah. But they, I mean, and especially like the Pacific and the Indian, aren't they? they don't yeah, they, kind of the same they, thing. They share a lot. Like yeah. I, I don't know. Either way. Well, why do we have Galveston Bay and the Gulf of Mexico? It's all it's all same. one thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answers. The water divvy uppers they they were here long before us, Fred, as you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish they'd let us do that. Kind of like I wish they'd let us do the, the college football playoff, right? You know, let, let us pick the four teams. Let us pick the names of the oceans. And just make it Earth's ocean. Yeah, with Verlander. <sighs> and if you haven't heard the story, let's I guess let's set it up for the people. We. Yeah. It, it, Justin Verlander, at least according to uh, James Click, says um, Verlander not not only wants to pitch, fully expects to pitch next year. I, I guess this year is what I mean. Like this coming uh, yeah, well, season, twenty twenty one, which is the, his last season with the Astros. Um, 
he underwent and this is where I think they they could have made us it could have happened because if you remember he pitched in late July the one start when they started the season he pitched one game and then he went on the injured list we all kind of assumed at that moment it was Tommy John and then the Astros tried to have this thing going for for literally over two months that he, he it was a forearm strain and he'd be back. And I don't know if they were trying to, uh, I, I don't know if they were trying to not let teams know that they were going to be desperate for starting pitching. I don't know what the plan was. Well, they but, certainly didn't plan on trading for any. So right, yeah. But it was reported. I mean, almost out the gate. Who was the guy who reported it out the gate that it was a it was Tommy John, and he got a bunch of grief for no, it. No, he just reported he was out for the season. He didn't say it was Tommy. Okay, John. yeah, well, it was I, one of the one of the Chronicle dudes, Chandler. Chandler Rome, Rome, that's who yeah. it was. He didn't say it was Tommy John, but he did say out for the season, which we all assumed at that point was Tommy John. It was elbow related. The Astros denied that it was elbow related, and they said it was a forearm strain, and he'd be back. It doesn't take that. It doesn't take two months to figure it out, and he didn't have surgery until the very end of September, which changes the whole the whole time frame if you're going to come back because it's a twelve to fourteen month injury. Now, now we're. I mean, the goal apparently is now if it's a twelve to fourteen month injury, and we say, well, Justin Verlander, the possibility of him coming back would require him to not only meet the front end of that expectation, the short end, 12 months, but he would have to, he'd have to be at like nine or 10 months, which seems unlikely given that Justin is 37, 38 years old. That, that's not, I mean, if he were 24, I could say, okay, well, maybe maybe he's a uh, maybe he's that kind. But of But if he's twenty four, you're not even. Thinking you're not about rushing it. him back. Yeah. No, that's it, just like Lance McCullers. Now, I will say, if I'm the Astros, I'm like, hell yeah, come on back as soon as you feel you're ready. We're gonna do this thing. It's sort of like you remember when the Brewers traded for CC Sabathia, and they knew they weren't gonna re-sign him at the end of the season. So yeah, they threw him out. So there. they just no, was, it, was it the no? Yeah, it was the Brewers, right? They traded. Yeah, from, it was the from Brewers. the Indians. Yeah. And they pitched him like every other day to a pitch count of like one thirty. They just started to burn him out because they were like, "Well, who cares? Not our problem after this postseason. Who, who cares what happens to him beyond this? We're getting what we paid for out of him." The Astros know after this season, Justin Verlander's not going to be an Astro. So anything that they get from him in a year where they're expecting to get absolutely nothing from him is a pretty nice bonus. Yeah, if you're the Astros, hey, rush back. Come on back. Come yeah, tomorrow. we don't care if you're broken. You want to throw left-handed? <laughs> but uh, if you're him, I mean, I, I, and I know he's he's a hell of a competitor, and he's, he, I'm sure he wants to try to get back. But, yeah, you're already paying him $30 million. Who cares? Uh, I, it's If you're the Astros. But realistically, there's no way. I mean, now I, I know they've come a long way with these surgeries, and guys come back fine from them. It's just like microfracture now is not a – is not as scary. Tommy John is not as scary. Yeah. But there's still a time frame. And in almost every case, it's a full year. And, well, I, I and think, Tommy John being not as scary means Tommy John used to be career-ending, basically. Right. Now it's 12 to 14 months, which yeah. is not as scary, but it's still a big deal. It is. It's just that guys come back from it now yes. and can still pitch at a high level. But the, the likelihood that a 37-year-old is going to come back from it yeah. in a shorter amount of time than... 
than is generally expected on the on the short end, it it would it would really shock me. Yeah, I I, I don't see it happening, but and I don't know why you kind of try to give people hope here because that's sort of what what they're doing. Well, isn't oh, well. that isn't that your job if you're the uh, if yes? And it's like, well, we're not brass. resigning George Springer. We're probably trading Carlos Correa. But we might get Justin Verlander back. We might get him back. We've got hope that he'll be back. He wants stretch. to be back. You know what this is? This is a, a this is a reason not to trade for an arm at the deadline is what it is. Uh, or, we're still hopeful. Or sign, we'll, or sign somebody in the offseason, which yeah, they haven't done. We're so. still hopeful we'll get Justin back uh, right at the end of the play, right at the start of the playoff run. So for us, that's like trading for a for an arm. Except it's just not. Yeah. Because how effective is he gonna be if he rushes back? And, yeah, I had no problem with them trying to get him through last year because they, they weren't sure it had to be operated on. And he obviously messed it up worse by trying to come back. That happens. I, I don't really fault that because even if they'd done it right away, which a lot of those, if you remember, a lot of those surgeries weren't getting done at that time. Yes. Uh, then I still don't think he's coming back. So the fact that you waited two months, meh, I'd say almost zero. But. Yeah, you know, it it also I I don't know if it's kind of setting people up for well we're not going to sign anybody uh, because we think we're going to get him back. But that's kind of what it feels like, right? Yeah, that's what it feels like, and I don't know that that's I don't know if it's accurate. No, but because that's us just but who cares? That's, you know, that's our job is to assume things. Well, yeah, we got to, and they can prove us wrong, maybe. Well, we'll see. Or they can prove us right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think. Uh, and somebody says he still throws smoke. I don't care how old he is. I'll have him as my ace in the bullpen. Maybe he can pitch in the bullpen. Uh, that's not a bad idea. You know, if, if he can come back, that, there wouldn't be anything wrong with that. I just, I just don't see, I don't see him defying what we've seen out of everybody else who has that injury. Yeah, and I mean, he, he's a. Now hard- I will say, Justin Verlander reminds me so much of Nolan Ryan in that. He's like an old school, like a tough guy. Yeah, yeah. Like it, if anybody could do it at that age, it would be Justin Verlander. And, and he'll, I, and I could see him trying to do it to uh, just to to prove that he is that kind of guy. Yeah, and and I mean, if he's really planning on doing it, God bless him for trying it. I and I, I will say, I mean, the guy's made enough money in his career that he's he's extremely financially secure. He's got a wife who's also extremely financially secure. And if he comes back and Dave Dravecki's it and his arm falls off, he's still going to be okay. Yeah. You know, if he never is, he, if he, if he's unable to sign a contract after this next season, because his arm is just wrecked, it's not like he's going to be, you know, destitute. He, he's going to be okay. Uh, I know that he has lots of, of goals like he wants to to get on these all, the all-time lists and he wants to pitch until he's in his 40s like he has these goals personal goals in mind which i think is commendable but that stuff seems like it, it almost seems like he's sacrificing that those goals for the short-term goal of getting back this year because if he were to come back early if you do rush back from something like that obviously the doctors will say the likelihood of re-injury is greater right. if you don't fully rehab it the first time. I know this from experience, not on my elbow, but on my knee. If you don't fully rehab it the first time, the likelihood of re-injury is greater. I listen. He's one of my favorite Astros ever. 
Uh, I, I I was really happy when they got him. I was happy he won a World Series here. I think he's in the Hall of Fame tomorrow. Oh, for sure. Whether or not, yeah, whether or not he ever pitches again. But I'm, I'm glad he's going to try. I just don't expect it to happen at all. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Romeo Cornell has some advice for Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> Interesting. He'd be giving advice. Yeah, okay. yeah. We'll talk about that. When we come back. It's the Blitz on ESPN ninety-seven-five and ninety-two-five. The Blitz. Don't you get it? On ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. And uh, we are talking before the break. Romeo Cornell talked about Eric B. Enemy today. What's he got to say about that? Well, it, it's interesting because Romeo uh, obviously is the interim guy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think B. Enemy is going to be the guy to replace him. Uh, uh, a lot of people hope that. Well, I know they hope that. But uh, he had a little advice for him. Uh, he basically said, when you, you talk about not having gotten a chance yet, the fact that you're getting chances and getting interviews means that people are talking about you. Eventually, it's going to happen. I think it'll happen for him as well because I mean, he had eight interviews before. He said, uh, Romeo said he had eight interviews before he got a head coaching job. So just okay. keep working, keep doing what you're doing, winning Super Bowls and go on. And, you know, and I think this season – Pretty much everybody in the world expects the guy to get a head coaching job. Do yeah. we not? I mean, I, I think it it would be ridiculous. The only reason why you wouldn't is racism. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm not going there. I was just going to say because they'll probably be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You won't be able to interview and, and all that. But I, I don't care about that if, if I'm a team. It, it doesn't take that long to get a guy in. And, I mean, as long as you have your general manager in there. Then, I mean, what what exactly is the head coach going to be doing? And he'll jump right in after the Super Bowl and, and come in and take a look with the general manager at what needs to be done. But, you know, I, I think it's a uh, I, – I don't think it's a big deal. Some teams, though, they want to get that guy in right away. And if, if, if he's my guy, I don't care. I'm waiting. Go win another Super Bowl. That looks good. Yeah. Uh, easy to sell to the fan base. But, you know, that's uh Now, the problem with that then becomes, like, you, you wait till the last minute, and then if somehow he says no... Right. Then you're in, you're, in a, you're in a pickle, is what we would call it, being in a pickle. But that's where you have conversations with his agent. You, you kind of know where you stand. Now, that, the Colts got screwed on that with McDaniels a couple of years ago. Turned out better for him. Yeah. But, which I, I don't know why they were going to hire that guy to begin with, but I do think that you can you can have a pretty good idea. You know, you you're, you can tell his agent, listen, this is a guy we want. We're willing to wait. Um, you know, can you if if you don't think he wants to be here, tell me, 
because then we can go somewhere else. But if he if he does want the job, or we're at least in the running, I'll 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 do that because there'll be some other good candidates that don't get opportunities. Yeah. I mean, there's I think there's a lot of of guys who I would I would be good with as a head coach. And, and again, he'd be my my top choice. Doesn't mean he'll he'll be the best. I I still got a lot of love for Joe Brady. Uh, I'd, I'd be real intrigued by that. And I know Robert Sala's name keeps coming up over there, um, which. I, again, I don't have a problem with the defensive guy. If you bring me in a, a really good offensive coordinator, just do what Matt Rule did when he when he went to Carolina. If the Chiefs don't play in the first round of the playoffs, is that is it tampering or is it what what's the rule there? I think you can interview them on off weeks. Yeah, wow, Ke- Kevin says that if they keep the one seed, you can interview during the bye week. Okay, well that sounds like a. Um... That's what I would do. I bring him in that week. Of course, yeah. everybody else will probably want to bring him in that or week. Zoom too. him in or whatever you yeah. guys do at that yeah. point. I don't know what what it's going to be like, but yeah. And Flea asking is the Chargers a better head coaching opportunity than than the Texans? I, it depends on what you're looking for. I mean, I, I I think right now they've got a better roster. If you want to win next year, I think your chances are better with the Chargers. But it also it, to me it depends it, on who. What they do bring you think in. of Justin Herbert? Is the question. If you think Justin Herbert is like this year is not a it's not a flash in the pan. If you think Justin Herbert really is as good as he's looked this season and is going to continue to develop, it's hard to say the Chargers isn't a better job because you because the the question you want to ask is do you have a franchise quarterback? And right now, the Chargers they probably feel like they got one. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes it takes a couple years yep. and. Sometimes you think sometimes you've got, guys regress in year two. Hell, we sometimes see it all you the got time. Carson Wentz, and you're pretty mm-hmm. certain you've got one. And then he you, now he's benched for a third rounder. Uh, Jared Goff has been a roller coaster for the Rams. It's like he's a franchise guy. Oh God, we overpaid him. This is the worst contract in the league. Oh wait, he's pretty good. Yeah, again. he's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, it, but it it really depends on what you think of Justin Herbert, and if you think Justin Herbert is the real deal. And I'm not saying you think he's Russell Wilson or, or Aaron Rodgers. But if you think he's a franchise quarterback, you've got him for four more years on the cheap. Yeah. And you can build a pretty good roster around him. Well, and they've, you've got they've some already real got talent some, on defense. They've already got some players on that roster, too. And you could go spend some free agent money. Uh, I, But I also, I mean, that's the question. is If you're a head coach, you're looking at, at Herbert and saying, okay, is this my guy for the next four years? Yeah. I think so. I think he's good. But... You know, you might also look at it and say, man, I'd rather work with Deshaun Watson even if I don't have much around him. There'd be some guys who think that way, too. Now, mind you, that's less of a coach problem than a GM problem. Right. You know, the GM is the one who has to worry about how much cap space it's. Oh, I mean, I guess the coach realize, the coach benefits from, you know, building a roster around a, a cheap quarterback, too. But that becomes more of a GM problem than a coach problem. But if a coach believes in, in Justin Herbert, there's enough good pieces on the Chargers to make me think it's a better job. I mean, you've got Bosa, you've you've got Ingram on right. defense. Like these are guys that, and you've got good receivers, and you got yeah. Austin Eckler, and you you just they need to tweak that offensive line. They don't they don't need a lot there. They need a better coach, no question. I mean, Anthony Lynn's a disaster, and they need to tweak that offensive line. If they do that, then yeah, to me it's it's clearly better. I don't now. Do you want to go be the second fiddle in L.A.? Do you want to have to go up, beat your head up against the Chiefs every year? Those those are all questions that would come into it. But I, I mean, I, I like that situation better because I do think Justin Herbert's going to be a really good quarterback. But 
I think a lot depends on who you hire as GM here, and, and can that guy sell the head coach on the fact that hey, I I can fix a lot of this in the off season. Here's what I here's my plan, and you know here's the guys that we're going to go that we're going to get rid of and clear some space with those. And you know, to me, it's pretty simple what they need to do. We we've, we've gone through the hit list of guys that need to get whacked. That could be, and frankly, like Bernard McKinney, I think you've already got a better player than him who's a hell of a lot cheaper. And I think you can do that. You've got to be shrewd. You can do that at a few other positions, but they're going to have to clear some cap space and spend money on a real cornerback. That, that's got to be a high priority and trying to find some kind of pass rush. You can't go out and do both, I don't think, <laughs> because the, the kind of guys that will be available are going to cost you way too much. Yeah. But you can go and, and, and get a bunch of, decent pass rusher types that you can rotate in and out. But, but you, can't, is, you can't fix both those this yeah, offseason because you don't have draft picks. And, and you can sign one free agent and, and some other cheaper ones, but you're not going to be able to have two big-ticket free agents. Well, here's the thing, and this secondary is to the point where even if you go out and you sign a big-ticket cornerback, does that fix things? It makes them better. It, right, I'm saying that. I get yeah. that. I mean, obviously, every good player makes you better, but – the secondary as a whole is so bad that one good player there. I mean, why why would you ever throw to that guy's side? Like, you know. Well, and, and but what you're counting on is that okay, Roby better as a two, uh, Conley comes back as a as a slot as a three instead of having those guys as your starters. Of course, they haven't played a lot, and then the guys like Philip Gaines and Hargraves and people that don't belong on the field aren't on the field. Aren't on the field, so it right. does make you better incrementally. I don't know. I mean, as far as fixing things. I don't think it fixes things because there's too many other issues there. And, you know, you've got a, you've got some pieces to build around, but then you've also got guys that you're completely committed to, like Whitney Merciless, who's just not even an NFL player right now. And, you know, what do you do with that? I mean, that, that should be your other pass rusher. Well, he can't even get a tackle in a game. Yeah. There's two games in a row where the guy hasn't even been in on a tackle. How bad do you have to be? And here's the other thing, you know, and I know everybody here just assumes that while the Texans are going to re-sign Will Fuller, you really have to ask yourself if if Will Fuller needs to be a priority when you've got you'd I mean much prefer to sign top tier guys on defense, you know? And yeah, I, I think you can re-sign Will Fuller if you just decide, okay, Brandon Cooks, because because again, not a big penalty to get rid of him. If you decide you'd rather have Will Fuller than Brandon Cooks, then that would be your move. Yeah. And then you'd still have Cobb back next year. And then one of the, you know, hopefully one of these young guys turns out to be uh, your third dude. And, you know, I think uh, if you can do that, you've got some pieces. I don't know that it's, you know, I, I think a better offensive line coach improves your offensive line. I've been bitching about that for five, for four years at least. Um, but you can't fix everything. There's no way. But a, a good GM can do enough to make that job a little more attractive. And it just depends on him selling himself to the coach because that's going to be part of it. It's like, hey, you're coming in here. Here's what I want to do. Here's, here's the moves I can make. Here's the players we think we can get. And this is why this should be appealing to you. Yeah. Now, if you're the Chargers, I'm still probably doing, you know, I, I'm still probably taking the Chargers job if I'm, if I'm the hottest candidate. Did the Ravens re-sign Yannick Ngakwe? Or, I mean, not the Ravens, the uh yeah, the no, yeah, because if I can trade him, no, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. At the end uh, of Bud Dupree's a free agent, but well, he, Bud Dupree he just got now. snapped. I, yeah. I don't want him. Yannick Ngakwe's a guy I'd consider, though, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, 
That that's you. Let's be honest. You're probably looking for a JJ Watt replacement. Yeah, and that would be that would be a good one. But I think you need you need more than that. You need oh, two of those yeah, at least yeah. on that line, and you don't have that. And you got to hope that Ross Blacklock improves next year. Or Matt, Matthew Judon is also, I think. It, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm that, trying to poach all the Ravens well, that are but free agents. But guess what? That's a great place to go poach. It is. And they've got. I mean, they. I I would. I mean, that's you got to try to get one of those guys, but I you, I don't think you can do that and a cornerback. Right. I think you can manufacture a pass rush a lot easier than you can leave it. You, you got to have one or the other if you're well, going to leave can. those guys out there. Well, I think I really I think that the decision comes down to if you don't trade JJ in the off season, then then secondary is your priority. If you right. do trade JJ, I, I think you have to go and get a real pass. But I do think if you trade JJ, you might have enough room to do both. To get because that's seventeen million off your books, and you're still not getting into the punitive, uh, the really punitive Tunsil Watson years yet. Yeah, and I also think though it, it's the truth of it is it's a lot easier to find pass rushers now than top tier cornerbacks. Yeah, Texans don't seem to be doing it. Well, <laughs> they, the Texans paid Whitney Merciless like a top tier pass rusher, yeah, which, which he yeah. isn't. Uh, they refuse. What the, the ironic thing is, they refuse to pay Jadavian Clowney like a top tier pass rusher. And, and correctly so, because he isn't. But they did pay Whitney Merciless like a top-tier pass rusher, even though he clearly isn't either. It's just a it, it just odd decision-making overall. Yeah, we, we've talked about it. I, I can, I'll go through the players you can whack uh, and how much space you can clear. Melvin Ingram, uh, Vaughn Miller, Leonard Williams, also free agents this offseason. Boy, I'd, I'd be, if I could get in on Vaughn Miller... That that solves your pass rush. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, I'd rather have Von Miller than J.J. Watt right now. I would, too. All right, I got to tell you guys about TGS Insurance. If you uh, if you are looking to sell or looking, looking at changing your homeowner's insurance, maybe you aren't looking at changing your homeowner's insurance. Maybe you don't know what you're paying. You need to take a look at TGS. TGS has already shopped all the prices in our area. They know what you could be paying for your homeowner's insurance, and chances are good that you're paying too much already. I didn't know what I was paying, and I feel stupid for not knowing because I, I saved over $1,000 a year by the time I, I, I made the switch. You know, Graham down the hall saved $2,600 a year. Had he done that three years ago? I mean, you're, you're talking about a, a, a used Honda. I mean, it is a, you could save yourself a lot of money. And the average customer saving 900 bucks a year. That could be you. It's so simple. You text the word money to 23, 23, 23. They're going to take care of the back end, get you out of your old policy, get you refunded, and start saving you money today. Text the word money to 23, 23, 23 for TGS insurance. These cougars like a yard. on the mattress while I'm flying no I'm sick and tired of all the yapping ESPN 97.5. I assume you knew... This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number. We got a lot of good stuff coming up for you. Brad Powers at 530. We'll talk college football betting, and we'll ask him what what spreads he would make, say, Ohio State versus Texas A&M. Or Ohio State versus Alabama. Like yeah, the, what the those numbers heads. would be. And yeah. then Taylor McCarg will join us at 6 o'clock, talk a little more college football. 
And we will be off a little bit early, 645 for Raiders Chargers. So, uh, yeah, show-ins a little bit early today. But uh, plenty of stuff to uh, get to before all of that. And I wanted to, uh, uh, yeah, I, I talked about guys you could whack, okay? Now, and there's two caveats here. First off, we don't know if the cap's going to be what it is right now. Nope. It, it may go down, and it may go down significantly. I don't think it's going to be more than, say, $10 million, But that's a player. Yeah, it's a pretty decent player unless you're Bill O'Brien signing guys. And it's your kicker, or yes, yeah, well, that's two kickers now. Let's oh be my fair. bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> kicker and punter make ten million. Um, but it's your kicker and Nick Martin. My right. bad. <laughs> well, they would be eight million over the cap right now, so you're going to have to clear some cats anyway. Yeah. But here's the good news: uh, David Johnson gone, gone. That's six point nine right there. With only two point one in dead cap, so that that's an easy one. So that's basically pull four point eight from the number that we right. had. Where were we at to start? Uh, eight point five. Okay, so now we're we've got three point seven left to get rid of. Yeah. Okay. Give it to uh, me. Which, and here's the thing: it's you can replace David Johnson with anybody. Yes. With what they've had this year, I think you can replace Nick Martin with with they've got guys like. Greg Mance has played better than Nick Martin when he's been out Agreed. there. And he's still in the practice squad, still there. I think you can get a guy that's not going to cost you that much, and you save 6.25. I'm with that. So here's here's the tricky one. If you want to re-sign Will Fuller. I don't. Uh, I think you got to cut Brandon Cooks, which is $12 million. So I think it's one of those two guys. Man, I don't I, think you can keep them both. It, let me. Can I give you a list real quick? And, and, and we're going to get back to the, what you're talking about, certainly, but the the list of available free agent wide receivers okay and you tell me maybe you'd like one of these guys better than Will Fuller and i'm talking about guys who could potentially be your number 1 wide receiver okay allen robinson better than will fuller certainly chris godwin certainly i would take him over will fuller juju uh, I would take him over Will Fuller. Now, keep in mind, a lot of these guys are going to get tagged or, sure. sign, or re-signed, but they're just potential free agents. But I'd take any one of those. Kenny Galladay. Take Kenny Galladay. A.J. Green. That one I'm a little bit more, I mean, boy, if that, that question were a year and a half ago, I would laugh. Now it's like, eh, he but can't also, really stay on the field either. Okay, and, well, remind, rem, let's remind you that we're comparing him to Will Fuller. Right, who's right, literally exactly. never stayed on the field. Exactly. But so also, if your whole point is, well, I don't know if we can stay healthy. Well, you don't know if Will Fuller can. But we're also getting to an age thing with yes. him, too, and, and maybe maybe he's not the same player. That's fair. I just think there's questions there. I think the same question goes for the next guy, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, Yeah, same thing. I mean, again, before this season, no-brainer. Sammy Watkins. Um, I think you're getting into the level now, right? At least Watkins shows up, though. Yes. Uh, and I bet you, if if you wind up hiring Eric Bieniemy, I bet you Sammy Watkins might not be far behind in that in that scenario. Here's a here's a guy who's going to be a free agent, and for a team that could probably use some leadership, and it, it, this guy's not going to last forever, but you'll be able to get him a little cheaper than some of these other guys. Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, I just can't see him playing anywhere but Arizona. Can you? I mean, I, I would. I mean, I'd love it. They've got but, so many bodies now that it's hard for them yeah. to justify paying him. You know. Uh, Alan Lazard. Don't hate him. Marvin Jones. Don't hate him. There's just, I mean, like, I, I know everyone here is, everyone falls in love with their guy. Yeah. And everybody here wants Will Fuller. Well, but I, there are I, other I, guys I, out there who are just as good, if not better, and in some cases, certainly better, that 
have that that can stay on the field. That you know. Do you have the free agent cornerbacks? Because that would be the other one I'd be interested. Because to me, to me, that's more pressing. I can, I can you can look that you up. can cobble together wide receivers, kind of with some of those names and what you what kind of what you have on the roster or what you have the option of keeping. But corner, you can't. You don't have options there at all, except for you hope Bradley Roby comes back. All right, so a couple more guys we can whack. Bernard McKinney, seven million, right there, boom. Um, now I, I think you're probably keeping Zach Fulton if you're getting rid of Nick Martin because I think you just move him over to center maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you could save three million. I don't think it's worth it. Uh, how about Duke Johnson, five point one five million, gone. I mean, if you if you're willing to get rid of David Johnson, I mean they're basically the same same yeah. level of usefulness. Um, at some point, maybe your young tight ends work out because you could save two point three by getting rid of Darren Fells. Okay, and, and I mean you've got you've been drafting these young tight ends. You've at, got Aiken, Thomas, and and Warring on the roster. Which, by the way, throw Warring out there these last three games and find out if he's worth anything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that could all be done. Now now you've got enough money to go get yourself a cornerback. If you're going to sign a pass rusher, you're going to have to let JJ. You're going to have to trade JJ in his seventeen point five million because that's that's the number you're going to be looking at for a real pass rusher. But I think corner, like I said, corner is the really interesting one to me. So, looking at uh, some of the the cornerbacks that are available, uh, it looks like Richard Sherman to be an upgrade. It would certainly be your he'd be, yeah, your, he'd be your best corner. guy. I don't. I think mean, he's, he's not what he used to be, but he's still damn good. He's still playing at a pretty high level. Um. I do think that that's another guy who his his mental makes the rest of the team better. Um, but yeah, I I I wouldn't mind throwing some money at him. Uh, William Jackson the third been playing in uh, in Cincinnati first round draft pick in twenty sixteen. I like him a lot. I like him too. Not, not just and because and the Bengals guys they bought Trey Waynes, right? So I I don't know that they're going to look to be paying him. Uh, how about Desmond King? I'll take him. He would certainly be an upgrade. Yeah, Mike Hilton. Anybody from the Steelers? It's yeah, it's an up I, again. Those those guys. Any one of them would be your one, right? And Roby becomes your two, and you're better then. Awuzie. Uh, I I take him. Um, Xavier Woods. I like Xavier Woods. Quentin Dunbar. I guess I'm pretty much like everybody who's not. What they have, yeah. I mean, everybody we're naming <laughs> so, is an upgrade. So there's some. I mean, there. Troy Hill is an upgrade. Yeah. Brian Poole is an upgrade, and he plays for the friggin' Jets. So I, I mean, this is. Uh, so there's. I mean, there's guys out there, and you can make room. And the Jets, you know what the Jets paid for, and it was a one year deal for Brian Poole. You know what he made this year? Five million bucks. See, I'll take that. Uh, imagine that. Uh, I mean that. Now that's a good signing. Instead of a kicker. Yeah, for four minutes. <laughs> well, and their punter's making $2 million next year. It's like, come on. You don't need to spend money on this. I think if you look like a guy like Brian Poole, if you could get him at an average six-year or, or three-year six mil, awesome. Um, and see, the, the reason I'm willing to, to walk away from Nick Martin is you've got Calamete under contract for cheap next year. Uh, that's a guy who started for you and has played pretty decently. Uh, you'll still have Fulton. Uh, and you got to figure out what to do with Max Sharping. Why, why did this guy suddenly not be able to play? 
you hope a new offensive line coach will get something out of him. But you could you could upgrade your offensive line by him improving and Fulton moving to center without spending a dime and saving six million dollars. You'd have to sign a, a a rotation guy, but that's what seven hundred thousand dollars. That's not hard to yeah. do. Maybe maybe actually draft one in the fourth round who can do it. I don't know, but uh, that's the yeah. So you can you can tweak some things there, and. You know, but to me, the the important thing is you got to spend some money on defense, and you got to spend good money. You can't spend Whitney merciless money. Well, I, I do think that the like Rick, Richard Sherman. I mean, you're probably paying a guy like him fourteen mil a year. Probably not looking at a long term deal though. No, you're probably, probably two years. years. Yeah, uh, I, I bet Jackson is a, a thirteen, fourteen million a year guy, and maybe you could get him for three or four more years. Yeah, yeah. he I, he I would probably be a longer term deal. Awuzier is probably a, a a ten to twelve million dollar a year guy, but I think some of those other guys I mentioned down late down the list are you could you could probably get two of those guys. You could get a Quentin Dunbar for probably six million dollars a year. You could get Troy Hill or or Brian Poole for six million dollars a year and now you've at least got serviceable bodies in your secondary you don't you don't have a you don't have a, a, a shutdown guy but how many no. teams really do yeah those, but and, what you need they rarely become available unless they're jalen ramsey enforcing themselves out of town with the current roster construct you've got so many holes to feel fill what you really need is quantity of of serviceable players over like high qual high end players I, I think that's a that's a fair point, and you know I, I but I also think like one really good corner and then one of those guys near the bottom of the list would be fine. I mean you don't you don't have to get like two six million dollar guys. You can get a ten and a, a four or something like that. And you know, but I but I think that can be fixed. But again, you can't fix everything. But to me, that's the most most pressing thing is you got to do something there. And pass rusher is going to be an issue whether you keep JJ or not. Which I'm assuming you won't. Yeah, uh, but you know that's those are those are things they're going to have to invest in. And oh, by the way, running back. But you know, they, you can find good running backs middle of the draft, and you know they've done that before. Hell, they've got Arian Foster off the scrap heap. Any one of those guys, it would be better than what's back there right now, and they're not going to cost you anything. I can't tell if Lamont, like Lamont, is laughing at uh, Allen Robinson versus Will Fuller. I don't know if he is like saying it's a. He says, "LOL at AJ, uh, I'm done." Allen Robinson versus Will Fuller. Is, are you somehow saying that Will Fuller is like way better than Allen Robinson? Because if if so, I, I'm LOLing back at you. Yeah, I, I, and I, I don't know that either one is a home run, but I mean, Allen Robinson. I know he, he had the the one year that he missed significant time. For the most part, he's been on the field. Yeah, and, he, and he's had Mitch Trubisky throwing to him. He's had Mitch <laughs> Trubisky and Blake Bortles his whole career. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Maybe he should uh, he should sue his quarterbacks, and he'd probably call lawyer Dave to do it. And uh, no, if you, hey guys, if you've been in any kind of accident, and you know, driving around here a lot the last few days, I'm seeing accidents all over the place. People are back to driving like idiots, and if one of those idiots hits you, you need to call my man, lawyer Dave. Uh, or maybe you end up with a bad hospital. Uh, uh, experience. Call lawyer Dave. Any kind of personal injury, he can take care of it. Practices everywhere here in Texas, and when you call, doesn't cost you anything. All you got to do is give him a buzz, ask him a question, and if he can't help you, he'll put you with somebody who can. If you don't have a case, he'll tell you that. But if he does take your case, 
And let's say you need to go to the doctor and you can't afford it right now. It's all right. They're going to take care of all that. They're going to set it up. They'll even get an Uber to take you to the doctor so you don't have to travel, because especially if your car's crashed. And he doesn't get paid a dime until you win. So there's no money out of your pocket. Give him a call, 713-626-8900, or on Twitter at LawyerDaveLaw or LawyerDave.com, or you can always just hit me up and I'll get you the information. Need a lawyer? Better dial Dave. It's too late to clock and grab your job. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Someone's asking top free agent running backs available. I don't know that you want to sign a free agent running back. I, like, I'd probably rather just draft one in round six and maybe draft one in round seven, too, and hope that one of them works out worth a damn, uh, at least just as like a patchwork situation. The top guys, this and this is the list. It's not an impressive list. Todd Gurley. I don't know that I mess with him right now. I don't know that I would either. Aaron Jones, mm. he's probably going to make eleven million a year. Yeah, that, that, that's, I'm not looking for that. You, yeah, Kenyon Drake, I'm not paying him. Chris Carson, no. Philip Lindsay, no. Le'Veon Bell, nope. <laughs> Leonard Fournette, uh, get him cheap. I'd give him a shot. You haven't, but... I mean, you haven't seen much out of him in Tampa. No. Uh, James White, which is basically like souped up Duke Johnson. Right. Tevin Coleman, Mike Davis. Here's what I'd rather do. (laughs) Here's what I'd rather do. I'd rather sign Aaron to play running back. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell in the third round. Okay. Uh, or I don't, I think third round is too early to use for this team on a running back. I, 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 I don't know though. That's an important position. If you have one that can actually you know, actually run as opposed to what they have right now. Um, but I wouldn't mind if they invested a third-round pick on a guy like that. I think he's going to be really good. Uh, you, you got the kid from Oklahoma you could get in the third or fourth round. Um, you know, there's some there's Michael Carter from North Carolina you could get late. Trey Sermon you could get late. I mean, there's there's some guys that are serviceable that I don't know can't play. There's a bunch of guys that, that you mentioned that I don't think can play. I don't know much. I haven't even gotten into like uh, looking at, at where running backs will get drafted, but um, Elijah Mitchell, who's the the running back at, for the Raging Cajuns, yeah, I like him. He's a stud, man, and that's a guy. I don't, again, I, that's a Lance question more than me, but I, I bet he, I bet he would help you out. I don't know if I mean if he's draft where he's looking to be drafted, but if you can get him late in the draft, that's the guy I'd look for. Um. I like the kid from Buffalo, Jared Patterson. Jared, pa- Jared Patterson's a freak. Yeah. So, I mean, those are guys you're going to be able to get. And is Jer- I think Jared Patterson might be a sophomore, though. No, I think he's a, he's a senior. Oh, is he? Okay. God, Jared no, Patterson. junior. Sorry. Junior. junior. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Jared Patterson's a freak, man. That, that's a dude who ran for like 800, 450, 500 yards. I mean, 
there there's some good running backs. I, again, I don't know much about where these guys will get drafted, but that that's the guys that from some of those smaller schools you can usually get a little value on. Um, but yeah, that uh, Elijah Mitchell is one of my favorite players in college. Uh, Boomtown Rat asks, "What uh, what if enemy waits wants to wait until Andy Reid retires so he can take over the Chiefs?" That's been a you know we brought that up several times. If that's an option, if I'm him, that's what I do. If Andy Reid tells me, you know what, I got maybe two years left. I mean, who wouldn't want to sit there with Pat Mahomes and 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 be a head coach of that team? But who knows how long Andy Reid wants to do it? I kind of thought he might quit after last year. You know, finally getting a Super Bowl. He seems like a guy who, who's a fun-loving dude who probably would enjoy retirement. Probably be great on television. Uh, I, I think he'd be fantastic. But, you know, if he's came back this year, probably going to come back next year and maybe the year after that. So, but, I mean, I, I think enemy would know that because Andy Reid would tell him. I'm sure they have those discussions. So, anyway. But the, getting back to it, though, you can you can fix that position I think, well, maybe, you know, it's a gamble with any anybody you draft. But I think a lot of, you get a guy like Gainwell, any of those guys we mentioned, you're better at that position than you are yeah. right now. Because the the Johnsons are just, they're garbage, and, they, and you're going to be able to save a bunch of money getting rid of them. And, you know, you can find a veteran on the cheap. Now, maybe it is Fournette that comes in and then draft somebody, sign some free uh, street-free agents. You can find running backs. And, you know, so that, again, I think if you do that, you make a couple big signings on the defense, you can be competitive next year. Lamont, who's working very hard to troll me over the last few days for some <laughs> odd reason. I don't, I, okay. Is Kareem Hunt a free agent? Oh, wait, you have morals. Well, actually, Lamont, no, he's not a free agent. They signed him to a two year deal when they signed him. Yeah. So, morals or not, he's not a free agent. You have morals? <laughs> Apparently. Because I because I don't like uh, Art Bryles. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where Lamont trolling me started for some reason. <laughs> me trying to get Art Bryles fired. Mm. You're a bad person. Yeah. How on earth could you do that, AJ? But yeah, and and so you mentioned it, it, that Reed just signed like a five year extension. Yeah, they gave him a bunch of money because he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's going to want to coach that long. I think he will. I, I think he's enjoying what he's doing, and. You know, so the enemy will get another job, and I, I think he gets one. So, sports fan says Browse just re- resigned from his high school job. So I guess he's uh, gonna hit Liberty up after all, huh? Liberty Bibbity. Interesting. I think you know, good for him. Go go off to Liberty. Go to another religious school because nothing bad could happen. Nothing bad could happen. I, I, hey, I, I'm all for guys getting second chances. There's just some things that I think are or so bad that you shouldn't get another yeah. chance. But, uh, and we talked about this the other day, somebody will hire him. He will do a good job because he's a good football coach, but, and then Liberty will take the hit for it. And I guarantee in a year, he's back at a bigger school and, you know, maybe he replaces Luke fickle at Cincinnati or something like that. When fickle gets another job, but he'll be back and he'll have success there. And everybody, uh, and, and the good news is, people will just forget about it. Yeah. So, 713-780-ESPN. Also wants to know, are we getting Ed Orgeron fired next? I, I, I don't know enough about Ed Orgeron's thing. I, I mean, if 
It's not me getting. It's not us getting him fired. Uh, apparently, fired, no, no, apparently, no, no. Apparently, we are. We're we're responsible for everybody who gets fired. AJ. Well, I wasn't aware <laughs> of that, but I'll I'll try and work on that. I'll cool. try and can better I make myself. a list and just hand it to you guys? Yeah, I already know what your list is. AJ and Fred. Yeah, sorry, bud. But <laughs> why is that? Try to get rid of us. I already, oh, my I, damn meal ticket. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. All right, guys. Guess what? Game tonight. Get in on the action with my bookie, and uh, I'm telling you, man, you can hear that game right here. You can make the bets and then listen to the game on the station, and how about this? You can make in-game bets while they're playing tonight, and uh, it's all on mybookie.ag, and the cool thing is they've got easy deposits and withdrawals. I know a lot of these sites, it's such a crapshoot. It's not with my bookie. If you join today, they're going to match your first deposit 50% with promo code radio, and guys, if you're already on my bookie, they've got contests. They've got all kinds of bonuses all the time that they're they're putting out there, and then we'll have a bunch here coming up for uh, the holidays. Which guess what? They're almost here. And again, just enter promo code radio, get that deposit bonus, and uh, make sure that that's where you play because they have you covered. You live betting totals, parlays, whatever it is, it's all on my bookie, mybookie.ag. You bet, you win, they pay. That's my bookie. Get in on the action now, and you can play tonight. Promo code radio, mybookie.ag. To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. Dial the phone. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. 